Hello and welcome to our podcast, What Makes Them Tip? Innovations that change everything, where we hear from business leaders and entrepreneurs about the moment, insight, or inspiration that made everything possible and ultimately pushed them over the tipping point. I'm Mike Strada, founder and CEO of Arcalea, where we inspire business change by introducing data science, formal analytics, and provide implementation from marketing. Moneyball for growth-oriented businesses, we say success is now a science. Stay with us, and at the end of the show, we'll share how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest-growing podcasts in the industry. And with that, let's get started. Hello, and welcome to What Makes Them Tip, innovations that changed everything. I'm Jeff, and once again, we're here with the privilege to talk to amazing people who are truly innovating in their particular entrepreneurial space, and we get to hear their stories. Well, today's guest began by selling Detroit Pistons season tickets, suites, and events package before taking his knack for sales and a head for business into the world of litigation support services, where he eventually founded one of the premier firms in the industry. He's now the owner and CEO of Fort's Legal Support, Sean Fitzpatrick. Welcome. Hey, good afternoon, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Hey, we're grateful that you're here. Thanks for taking the time. Um, before we kind of delve into your journey, I want to talk about how you went from uh, selling uh, Pistons tickets to, to providing legal support. But uh, tell me, first of all, what you guys do at Fort's Legal Support. So yeah, Jeff, we're a full service litigation support company, really specializing in court reporting and computer forensics and trial services for litigation attorneys and law firms. And so, you know, I've been doing this for, geez, about 15 years now. And, and even my own mother doesn't really even know what that even means. So, um, you know, the easiest way to say it, to put it is, you know, in a deposition world, we're providing court reporters to go and, and take down the record. And so that's kind of the, the main service that we provide. Mm. Okay. And I know, it. Uh, you know, it does seem like an interesting journey. Uh, and, and a lot of people start out just in sales, obviously, straight out of college. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that's kind of what, if I'm looking at the timelines on your LinkedIn, uh, that that may have been the case. Tell me a little bit about like kind of how you got started uh, just in business in, in general, and then how it grew into this. Yeah, it actually like started when I was 12, Jeff. I actually had a uh, paper out when I was 12. Uh, I was I had about 50 clients. Uh, I was delivering papers for the Detroit News. And, you know, as a 12-year-old kid, uh, it, it taught me a lot about the responsibilities and sales and, and the, uh, having good customer service skills and dealing with clients and dealing with money. And that really propelled me on this journey to to kind of go into sales and and I loved interacting with people and growing a business. And so, you know, when I was 12, I actually thought to myself, hey, these clients, they know me, they like me. How can I parlay this into more business? And so I my parents bought me a lawnmower uh, for my eighth grade graduation. <laughs> and so then I went to these same clients that I was delivering newspapers to and said, Hey, do you want me to cut your lawn for ten dollars? And so you know, I started growing my book of business and uh, it kind of propelled me to my first stop and a true kind of professional job, which was for the Detroit Pistons. And they didn't pay a lot, Jeff, right out of college. Um, <laughs> my, my parents looked at what I was making and they said, well, we paid all this money or helped you pay for this college experience to come up with a, 
uh, a base salary of about $12,000 plus commissions. Wow. Um, and so, you know, really, you know, the Pistons was a great uh, area that I cut my teeth in sales because they literally just handed me a yellow pages and they said, okay, you know, start, start making calls. And mm. so, you know, you kind of just dive right in as, as a 21, 22 year old kid and, you know, kind of just build your book of business from there. Yeah. And so, and so uh, that's a great story. I love that. Um, uh, they're, they're probably, we're wondering, maybe you should go back to mowing lawns at that point. At this- <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, uh, but that's, that's a great, a great story. Um, tell me a little bit about how, so I know that you went on to do some other things. Give us, give us sort of a background before Fort's Legal. Like what were some of the, your experience before you decided to set out on your own? Yeah. So I worked for the Pistons and it was great. Um, it was a great job for someone right out of college. I got to go to all the games and meet players and go to concerts and, and really had this camaraderie with you know, a group of young, hungry, professional salespeople that were like me. They're right out of college with a phone and trying to, to build a book of business. And so, um, but the inventory for the the Pistons is limited, right? Mm-hmm. And, and any kind of, and so like once you kind of get popular, the team gets good, uh, there's not the desirable tickets to sell. And so like during the time I was there was 2000 to 2000. Four and the Pistons ended up winning the championship in 2004. And so by that time, you know, people were already willing to buy the tickets. They And so there was not much to sell at that point. So I started working uh, for one of my clients, actually, who I had sold Piston tickets to, and they did computer software, you know. And so I just transitioned my skills from sales ship to selling Detroit Piston tickets to selling software to white box system builders. I mean, you couldn't mm. get much different. Um, and then I got a call in 2012, I believe, or no, 2006, I'm sorry, 2006 from a big national legal support company called Esquire. And they called me up, Jeff, and I, they said, would you like to come work here? We sell, you know, court reporting services deposit. I didn't even know what that was, yeah. you know, but like the opportunity seemed good. And I do that you know, with a sales background, I felt that as, as long as I can learn and connect with people the same way I have throughout my career, you know, I could, I could make this a success too. So now, I ended up, now do you know how they found you? Like, did, were they just headhunting and they saw yeah, you were I in think, sales? Exactly. Exactly. They, they, so they found me online for some reason I had had my resume up and yeah. they called me out of the blue and, you know, one thing led to another. And, you know, Jeff, this is one of the, you know, hardships of, of being a young salesperson though, is, you know, I ended up signing uh, a non-compete, you know, mm-hmm. and, and they put it right in front of you and you don't really even know what you're signing. And so, you know, for anyone that's out there listening and they're going into sales, you know, read those things over, consult with, with an attorney. It's going to cost you a, a little bit of money, but at least you know what you're kind of getting into. And so I actually ended up after four years, five years at Esquire, uh, taking a vice president job um, in Las Vegas, Nevada. Hmm. And so it was two, it kind of served two purposes. One, it got me out of my non-compete in Michigan. And two, it kind of propelled me to a, you know, a business development leadership role that I was looking for. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, we packed up our family, we moved to Las Vegas to, you know, kind of uh, connect with this kind of more regional firm and started growing the business from there. Um, and, and then, you know, after about four or five years of that, like a lot of businesses, you know, there was, it started with a little bit of a hardship and a, and a kind of a, a divorce with 
the previous company. Mm. And so, so things went south and that's when I just put my head down and I said, okay, I'm not working for anyone else anymore. I can't do it. I, I've, I've made too much money for other people. I've built too many books of business. I want to go and kind of start my own thing. And so we ended up moving back to Michigan and with a business partner, we started Fort's Legal Support over five years ago now. Now, it's funny how many of those stories uh, I hear that were that's, I decided I didn't want to work for anybody else. Like I'm mm-hmm. done with this. Yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit about that process now then from going from working for someone to deciding, okay, this is what's, this is, this is a new thing. And how did you approach starting this new business? I mean, it was difficult, Jeff, because I was, I I was always in the sales umbrella, Mm -hmm. right? So there's all this other side of business, which is the operations. And so, you know, while sales is, is extremely important, you got to have clients to actually get to the point where you can service those clients. Sure. Um, I had to learn the operations end of it because I wasn't involved in that, you know, throughout my career. I didn't, I didn't do billing. I didn't do a sign of jobs. I didn't produce transcripts, which is one of the things that we do. I didn't sit in court and present evidence. Mm-hmm. And so it was learning the, the, you know, QuickBooks and these kind of, uh, software programs that help run a business. And so that was, you know, the biggest transition for me was kind of dealing with the operational end of it. Um, and, you know, I, I ended up taking on a, a 50% partnership. And at the time, it was really good for our business. And, um, but those are difficult too. you know, dealing with relationships. Now, instead of being colleagues, now you're business partners with someone and it takes mm-hmm. on a kind of a, a different level. And so, you know, a, uh, a little bit over a year ago now, I actually bought out my business partner and, you know, she's still taking work for us as, at Fort Legal and doing a great job. And, you know, we continue to grow our business. And so it was a journey and, you know, there was some hardships definitely. And, but, you know, we're, we're in a good place now. Yeah. Now, how did you learn the operation side? Did you just kind of have to throw yourself in there, try about fire or did you have uh, any like guidance or mentors? Like what did you do to kind of learn that side of the business? Yeah. So I connected with our, um, a previous uh, manager of mine at Esquire, the, the, my first stop in business. And so I learned a lot from, from Jim. Um, I learned a lot from other people that have worked in the industry about how to bill. I didn't know how to bill a, a job. I didn't know how to bring in the jobs. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to, to staff them or bill them. And so you know, I had someone come to my house and, and she sat with me on the computer and said, this is how you bill a job. And so, you know, that's how I learned. It was by, you know, kind of trial by fire. I, I lo- watched a lot of demos. I talked to a lot of people in the, in the industry and, you know, the, the operation part of our business, Jeff is, is it's, I picked it up and, but really it's like the sales a- aspect of it that I still am drawn to though. You know, even though like I, I can do billing, I can do collections, I can, you know, do the the operations of the of the business, but you know, I, I kind of have to focus on where my skills and my talents are gonna best be utilized for mm-hmm. our business. And so, you know, but it was it was difficult, but you know, we got through it and probably some of the invoices that we send out now uh, look a little different from those first few few months of the business, but it it, it all worked out for us. Well, now you've got probably a staff that's doing and helping with some of the operations side, but initially you you kind of have to take on a little bit of everything. You have to become a jack 
of all yeah. trades. How long were you kind of running it kind of like solo like that for a while? Like, well, you said you had a business partner, but how long was it before you started to, to kind of grow to the point where, you know, the staff became a part of it? Like, what was that kind of tipping point that was like, okay, now it's not just this solo kind of right. thing, but now we're going to, we're growing. Tell me when that happened. So we got lucky, Jeff, in the sense that, you know, we had an established book of business. Mm-hmm. And so like, we didn't have to go start from ground zero. You know, a lot of the clients that we had worked with over the years, when we came out as Fort's legal support, they were supportive of us. And so right away, we were generating tens of thousands, you know, six oh, wow. figures in revenue, you know, pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I remember back in those first, you know, first several months, first year, even, you know, I would have the the phone calls from the business go to my cell phone. And so I remember sitting at lunch with a prospect and hearing my phone ring. I don't want to miss that call. So I would say, oh, excuse me, I have to use the restroom. So I'd run into the restroom, pick the phone up, Fort's Legal Support. This is Sean. Can I help you? You know, and so like, that's kind of what the level it was at. And so after a while of doing that, we thought, you know what, we need to bring someone in. And so we started off with, you know, one employee and then two employees and then three employees. And then about almost four years ago is, you know, when we kind of brought in our most critical employee, which was Colin. And Colin is a kind of do everything kind of you know, he's kind of, he's our COO now and he's do everything. He's, he can do operations. He can do sales, very good with technology. And so bringing Colin on board, you know, a year and a half into the business was a very critical uh, position for us. And it actually allowed us to bring on more specialized individuals for people that just handle scheduling, just handle billing, just handle production. And so now we're up to, you know, about eight to 10 employees at Fort's Legal. And so it allows me to kind of focus on growing the business and the sales aspect and, and being innovative, which yeah. I like. Yeah. Well, yeah, you are. That is obviously a fortunate way to start is to have kind of a, an established client. Now, so some, these were people that you had done business with before and remembered you guys and was like, oh, wait, these guys, I remember them. They were, they were great. We want to, we'd rather go over with them. Yep. Exactly. I exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. That's a huge, that's a huge, uh, benefit obviously, but uh, you still have to, you still have to do the work, which is obviously the the hard part. Um, what, uh, tell me a little bit then about the growth and what, how you guys have innovated over the, so you guys are going almost about five and a half years now that you've been running, right? How how have you guys kind of grown and innovated over that time to kind of set yourself apart? So really, uh, Jeff, it's been during the the pandemic, honestly. Um, and we've in the last six months had our best six month stretch of business ever. And one of the reasons was when COVID hit and the, the courts got shut down and our business came to a screeching halt as well. You know, we went from doing several six figure business to, you know, 10, 20, 30,000 in a month, which is, you know, not very much for what we were doing before. And so we made the effort to like, okay, we got to really, uh, position our business differently. Instead of sitting on our hands, we decided we were going to transition our business into a more remote where we're doing depositions via Zoom now. Mm. And so we were thinking about it and what's the one thing that is hard to emulate in 
remote session is, is the passing of paper documents, right? When you're in a deposition. And so we created a strategic workflow on how to handle that. And we create a one minute promo video. And we really started focusing on, we can handle your exhibits for remote depositions. And so we ended up getting clients that never worked with us before. We've developed a big following from clients outside of Michigan. You know, we got clients in California, Florida, New York, Chicago, and they see our workflow. And now we have something tangible to sell too, Jeff. And we love, you know, the workflow that we've created and it's brought tremendous value to our clients. And we're busier than ever now, which fortunate, you know, during this time of, of um, period in, in, in our world where other businesses are struggling you know, we've been able to kind of find our niche and go all in on that kind of very narrow niche. That's great. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's interesting how so many companies have had to pivot during the pandemic into ways that may actually kind of become a new way of doing business. Now, do you think that um, obviously, when, you know, we're kind of vaccines are, are coming out, people are, some of the restrictions are lifting in some areas, or at least getting a little less restrictive um, as things hopefully start to return to normal. How much of that type of work that you have done over the course of the pandemic, do you think will people will still be doing some of that remotely? What do you think that will be the case? I, I do for sure. Um, and the big reason Jeff is, you know, the hard costs and the opportunity cost, mm -hmm. um, you know, just getting in your, your vehicle, to go to a location with other people to sit for a you know three four hour deposition, or getting on a plane, flying, getting a hotel, renting a car, you know, getting an Uber, you know, those are all costs, right? Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so, like, we're seeing clients and 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 corporations saving thousands and thousands of dollars off these services, and we're seeing, you know, our clients who there are the attorneys are able to spend time. Uh, doing more substantial legal work instead of traveling in their car or flying on an airplane or staying at a hotel. And so the efficiencies that doing this has created, um, in my opinion, it's going to continue. Now, of course, there's going to be times where in-person, you know, meetings are, are necessary, mm -hmm. but you know, for the, for a large majority of what we do, you know, we've been honing our skills and doing it remotely. And I think it's going to continue for us. And I, and I frankly hope it does. Yeah. It's funny how much of the kind of remote, remote culture that we're in now has caused a lot of companies to think, wow, what, why haven't we been doing some of this all along? Um, yeah. I mean, even my own uh, company that I work for now has like, well, technically you could just have always been doing what you're doing from home. Do you want to do that? And that's mm -hmm. kind of where they're thinking. Um, is that, yeah, is that uh, just to interrupt you? Yeah, no, I mean, go please. Just we've been utilizing the zoom platform since day one of our business. Yeah. And it's, you know, so it's, it's not like it hasn't been available, but it's just, all, it was two, 3% of our business. Now it's 95% of our business. Wow. And so, you know, it's not like this is new technology per se, um, but we've learned how to use it better. And what the pandemic did do was force people that were so hands off with technology mm -hmm. to embrace it now. And this is the way to keep their cases moving down the road and keep business going. And so, you know, it's, it's been 
a great transition to see people that you would think would never, ever, ever want to do a Zoom meeting of any sort are now loving it. And so yeah. it's been it's been cool. Well, now, so I guess that kind of leads us into what I would usually ask towards the end is what does the future look like for Fort's legal? But and I think we've touched on a little bit of it right here, but um, what what are your plans? Are there other plans to innovate in other ways as far as like other service offerings and things like that? What do you what do you guys have planned for the future? Yeah, so we're um we're always looking to grow our 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 book of business too, Jeff. And I'm unique in the sense that I don't actually perform the work. You know, like in service industries, it's very common, right? A lawyer will start a law firm. A plumber will start a plumbing business. Uh, electrician will start an elect. Like, so I don't do that kind of work. So I'm always out there. I'm on the sales and marketing and, and being innovative and trying to work with artificial intelligence and uh, trying to come up with better workflows to make our lives, our clients' lives easier. And so, you know, we're looking at bringing on more people. Um, we do have a great platform uh, to host, you know, depositions for our clients, and it's just bringing on more people to get that message out. And yeah. I would do it. I would do it more if I could. But right now, we're 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 actively seeking, you know, talented salespeople to go and get that message out and continue to grow this this platform we've built. Yeah, and tell tell me um, a little bit. Of, so this the platform that you're you're talking is. So is that something that you guys are considering to be proprietary? Is that something that you will maybe consider kind of marketing also? Yeah. I mean, the workflow is, is unique to our business and, Mm -hmm. and the fact that we pair it with, you know, a custom exhibit index is what we call it. Um, And then pair it with, you know, someone actually performing the work of bringing up documents. Uh, That pairing is very unique to, to what we're doing. And so, you know, while I don't know if anything's proprietary or anything like that, Jeff, we're just, you know, thinking about it a little bit differently and trying sure. to create the best uh, workflow for our clients. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you guys have done a great job as far. And then obviously you guys have experienced success. Nobody's, uh, you know, kind of stays in business for as long as you guys have so far, or, or uh, you've actually been on the Inc. 5000, um, yeah. which tell me a little bit about like how that felt for the first time. Oh, that was awesome. So, you know, I had worked for a previous company that had made that Inc. 5000. And I remember seeing that plaque in the Mm -hmm. office. And I thought, you know, day one, when I, when we started the business, that was our goal to make that list. And so, you know, by being able to make that list within only a few years, it kind of validated our, our business and kind of, you know, made us like a legit business, you know, it's like, this is cool. We can, you know, we're in the Inc 5,000 fastest growing privately held companies. And, you know, it, it was a, a great journey and, and we've experienced, you know, 87% growth over a three-year time period. And that was even with Jeff, um, you know, having that kind of nice book of business to start with. And so mm-hmm. we were able to grow on top of that even. And so like, it was a great accomplishment for our business and, you know, hope to make a few more lists here in the sure. future. Well, what do you think was the key, some of the keys to that kind of growth that quickly? Um, three things for us. Um, one, I don't ever stray far from our business, our sales relationships. And I've seen this before with companies that have grown. They tend to, you know, kind of be more hands off with the business. And 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 I like to be client facing and, and interacting with clients. And so I don't want to ever stray too far away from our business. Our, our, client relationships. Um, 
we're very responsive, Jeff, and you know, from everyone in our, our organization responds quickly to emails, phone calls. We don't have voicemail set up. We don't have auto office set up in our emails. Um, and we're constantly adapting and selling. You know, mm-hmm. when we see new opportunities, uh, we're approaching new clients all the time. So those have been some keys to our continued success. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. And thanks for sharing your story. Before you go, though, I do want to give you a chance to tell folks how they can find you uh, and maybe even engage your services. Yes, that's awesome, Jeff. So uh, you can find us at fortslegal.com. F is in Frank, O is in Oscar, R is in Red, T is in Tom, Z is in Zebra, legal, all one word, dot com. Um, our number is 844-730-4066. Um, Find us uh, on YouTube. If you look up frustrated with remote depositions, you'll find our one minute promo video um, that we did an amazing job on. So uh, those are the ways to find us. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for spending time with me this afternoon. I appreciate it. Oh, Jeff, it was great. Thank you for your time as well. And thank you for listening to another episode of What Makes Them Tip, innovations that changed everything. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to our show, What Makes Them Tip, Innovations That Changed Everything. If you're an entrepreneurial leader and you'd like to share the inspiration that changed everything in your business or venture, please visit arcalea.com slash guest and a small request. If you've liked this interview, please help us out by sharing this episode with a friend or on social with the hashtag Arcalea. You can also help us out right now by providing a review in your podcast player and a thumbs up or rating review would help a ton. We promise to read every word and it helps us improve a little bit each day. And while you're at it, please also subscribe because every week you're going to be inspired and learn from other leaders in bite-sized increments. Again, my name is Mike Strada. Let's connect either on social or stay up to date on all things business at arcalea.com. Thanks again for listening and thank you for being part of the over 99% of America's firms that make up the entrepreneurial community. Until next time.